Hi, I'm Sparrow. I'm 12 years old, and my favorite Fantasyland attraction is Peter Pan's Flight. Hi, I'm Stitch. I'm 9 years old, and my favorite Fantasyland attraction is Small World. And I'm Tony, their Disney dad, and my favorite Fantasyland attraction is The Adventures of the Little Mermaid. Welcome to Disney Discussions. Hello! Welcome to episode 49 of Disney Discussions. 49. Disney Discussions is a family-friendly podcast for me, Tony the Disney Dad, and my two boys. Sparrow. Stitch. Discuss all things Disney. This week, we have an interview with the creator of touringplans.com, Len Testa. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hi. Well, I want to know, what are we going to do for um, episode 50? Because we're going to be halfway to 100 episodes. Well, that's episodes. true. I haven't thought about 50. We'll have to figure that out. We should do something special. We're going to be halfway to 100 episodes. You're right. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe I'll put a Twitter poll, see see what we should do for yeah, episode yeah. 50. All right. So be sure to check out our travel sponsor, Destinations with Character Travel. They are a Disney earmarked agency specializing in Disney cruises, Disney parks vacation and resort vacations, and in the business of making your dreams come true. They are made up of past cast members, AP holders, and lifelong Disney fans and world travel enthusiasts. They are in the know regarding all aspects of your travel. Whether your travels are taking you to Disney parks, an ocean cruise, or a sunny resort stay, they can have the destinations and service level to make your vacation a truly magical one. Find out how they can take the stress... And hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy yourself. Book a Disney five-night package with four-day park hoppers with them and get a free $25 gift card for Disney if you mention Disney Discussions. Be sure to contact them at DestinationsWithCharacter.com or email them info at DestinationsWithCharacter.com. I should say one thing. Stitch, you should be on commercials. Dad, you shouldn't because you always mess up on reading it. And I want to say one more thing. Sit back, relax, and they'll do all the work. That's right. So check them out. All right, we have a great interview with Len Testa coming up over lots of good stuff. So hold on, and we'll put that in right here. Hold on to the handlebars, keep your hands and feet inside the carpet, and we're out of here! All right, we are honored to have Len Testa on our episode. He is the president of touringplans.com, which came from his graduate thesis, and we'll talk a little bit about that. The best Disney planning website out there. We use it all the time on our trips. Len is also the co-author of the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and the new versions are out now for 2020. He is the man who put Mad in the Mad Tea Party. Welcome, Len Testa. (laughs) Thank you. You guys are very nice. Thank you. That's a pleasure to have you on. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, touring plans and how that came about from a, from a thesis? Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll be happy to. So uh, it all started when I went to Walt Disney World with my twin sister uh, the summer before I started graduate school. And we waited in line for two hours for the great movie ride. And I think mm. uh, probably Sitch and Sparrow are too young to remember the great movie ride. But well, they've been on it, right? Have yeah, you guys, we've have been you, on have it. Have you guys really been on it? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I waited two hours for that ride. And in that line, I thought to myself, you know, man, there's got to be a better way to do this. So my um, my idea was a computer program where you told it the rides you want to ride, and it told you the order in which you should ride the rides to minimize your weight in the line. So I went to my uh, thesis advisors, to my thesis committee, and I said, this is what I want to do. And they, they had two questions for me. Uh, first question was, is it hard? 
Um, and it turns out that um, th that kind of routing problem, you know, like going from place to place in the mo most efficient way, is one of the fundamental problems in math and computer science. It's this thing oh, called wow. uh, the, uh, the traveling salesman problem. Very, very hard problem. Uh, and I'll give you an example of it, right? So imagine you wanted to ride one ride. There's only one way to do it, right? You just go to the ride and you're done. Right. If you want to ride two rides, you have to choose which ride to ride first and which ride, which ride to ride second. So there's two choices in your first step and one choice in your second step, right? So two times one. That's how many different touring plans there are of two rides. Right. For three rides, it's three times two times one, mm. which is six. For four rides, it's four times three times two times one, which is 24. For five, it's 120, right? For six, it's 720. By the time you get to 10, wow. it's 10 times nine times eight times seven times six times five times four times three times two times one. It's 3.6288 million wow. combinations. And by the time you get to 20, it's like 51 billion billion. It's just a big number, right? Um, so it's definitely a very hard problem. It was hard enough to do a master's thesis. The second question that they asked me was, besides you, Len, does anyone care about this? <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah, exactly. So that was uh, the, the thesis work. And then I was talking to, to Bob Selinger uh, about it. And that, uh, Bob Selinger, the unofficial guide, he was working on it with some people from MIT. Oh. And um, they were approaching the problem a little bit differently. But together, we figured out how to, uh, how to do it in a way that consumers looked at the problem. So like, one way to look at the problem, right, is if you're running the theme park. Like, imagine you're Disney. You have to know, like, how many um, logs you want to put on Space Mountain, how many cars you want to put on Space Mountain, and so on, right? And, and you have to figure out how many staff to have and right. what time of the day to do it. It's, it's very complicated, right? But if you think about it, right, like as, as you and I, as we all walk through Walt Disney World, right, and we see the posted wait times out in front of the rides, that's really the expression of all that other stuff, right? It's the expression of how many people are in the park, how many people want to ride the individual rides, the staffing level at those rides, and the number of cars they've got running, right? That, that number, like, you know, 45 minutes uh, wait at Space Mountain is basically the expression of everything that's going on behind the scenes, Right, And so that's really the only thing you, you really need to know. And it turns out that's actually easy to get to. So that's what, um, so my thesis used that number. So we looked at it from basically from the consumer perspective, not from the, um, from the perspective of somebody who's running the theme parks. Yeah. And that, that changes everything. Cause like you said, like you check those wait times, you want to go on the, the one with the smallest weight, but those wait times vary throughout the day. So that's where the, all the complexity comes in, right? Right. Yeah. And then and you don't have to worry about like how many trains are running on big thunder mountain yeah. or how many, yeah, just, you don't have to worry about any of that. Just look at the number. And that, uh, that's basically the, uh, the, it encapsulates every other decision that Disney made about running the park that day. So that's good. Yeah. That worked out well. Yeah. That's, and that's really interesting. And it, it's funny that just now, like w you hear so much about AI and, you know, data computing and all that, like, we're right? finally catching up to what you really need for this kind of stuff, right? The it's funny behind it. It's funny because uh, I was talking to Bob about it in, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and like he's been looking at this for like 30 years, 35 right. years. I've been looking at it for like 20 years. And it's like, you know, finally now the, um, the technology's caught up to the point where we can actually do a really good job at this. And it really mm -hmm. started with, with the, the iPhone. Like once the iPhone came out, right. Um, you, you had a, a mobile phone that could actually do things like more than, you know, simple text messages that really helped. And then, um, 
Amazon's cloud computing platform. Yeah. Like the ability to, to get lots of computers up and running on a moment's notice. It's like when we're, when it's like New Year's Eve, we have, we could have a thousand families in Walt Disney world, all, you know, all following touring plans. Mm. And, and so to be able to, to update those in, you know, near real time and to produce you know, constant forecast is really important to us. Well, it's an interesting problem too, because if you have more people using touring plans, that affects the actual it touring, the plans touring plans too, plans. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of thought that went into how, uh, how that, how to not do that. It's kind of funny because one day, here's what happened. One day I was testing um, one of the touring plans for the book, um, the unofficial guide. And the first step was to go to Dumbo. And then I, so I went to Dumbo and there were like, I don't know, 30, 35 people ahead of me. But of those like 30 or 35 people ahead of me, like, like 14 of them were, had a copy of the unofficial guide. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is not, this, this is not going to scale. This is yeah. not, <laughs> clearly we have to do something here. So it took, it took a couple of years to figure out how to, how to get around that problem. But um, the software we have now kind of self levels. And make sure that you don't uh, you don't you don't have that kind of problem. So very cool. Yeah. So yeah. So touringplans.com is a website and an app that you can download on your phone. Mm-hmm. You kind of you give it your day, like the dates you're going to be on your trip, what park you're going to be on, and then you kind of say, I want to go on these rides, mm-hmm. and you say optimize, and then that's where all that computing comes in, and you figure out the best times to go on each ride, and you can even input your dining when you're going to dining, and it just gives you the whole day laid out. Yeah, if you um, if you know like the, you're gonna eat at a particular restaurant, um, it'll get you close to that restaurant around the time you're gonna eat. If you know you've got certain fast passes already, it'll incorporate those. It'll actually tell you too if the fast passes aren't very good. Like, oh nice. Yeah, like if you've got like a you know, 10 a.m. Indiana Jones fast pass at the studios, it's probably gonna tell you you don't need that, right? right? Uh, and if you if you don't have any fast passes, it'll uh, actually make suggestions for you based on. Um, the rides that you've got. So it's pretty useful. Very cool. And so the book is like kind of a whole different thing uh, <laughs> where you're just giving, you're not necessarily giving people the the times and stuff to go to them, but just all the information they have to make those decisions on what rides they want to go on. It's a, it's a, not only the rides, but I mean, we've got a, a, a chapter on uh, Disney hotels that I think is mm. 250 page. It's a, it's, it's, the chapter, the hotel chapter now is almost as big as the original unofficial guide wow. <laughs> was when it came out in like 86. But we, we go into all kinds of detail about um, the hotels. We tell you like which specific room numbers to request for, you know, for quietness or for um, good views or for things like that. We have um, uh, restaurant reviews of every sit down and counter service restaurant in Walt Disney World. We have, and, and with both of those things, with, um, with the restaurants and then with the hotels, we have literally hundreds of thousands of reader ratings wow. on those things. So we can tell you which things are good and which things aren't worth your time or money. This year's book, the 2020 book that came mm-hmm. out, you kind of did a complete rewrite of it from previous years. Is that right? We did. Um, so we did a couple of things. Uh, the book had gotten to be like 800 and I think 60 pages Wow. Um, in the 2019 edition. And we knew that we had to get it into sort of, uh, we had to, we had to get it in better shape for the new, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coverage. So starting in December, we did a complete rewrite, um, not a, not re- so a complete editing of the entire book. And we did a few things. One was like, um, we tried to make sure that the topics 
or uh, or, or contained as much as possible. So like mm. when we talked about strollers, instead of doing it in two or three different chapters, we did it in one chapter and then just referenced it, sort of like hyperlinks uh, in the other chapters. Um, we condensed a lot of material, tried to say things more concisely, and we did uh, we completely reorganized the entire book. The other interesting thing that we did, though, was was this. We asked people, and I love asking this question, by the way, Tony, so I'm going to ask you it. Um, okay. Get ready. We asked, the, the question we asked people was, what was the thing that you didn't know you didn't know prior to your first trip to Walt Disney World? So I'll, I, I'll ask you that question now. What, didn't okay. you, what did you not know you didn't know prior to your first trip to Walt Disney World? Um, we didn't know we can make dining reservations six months in advance. That's a very popular one. So that's a lot of people don't know that. And then a lot of people don't know that you have to make them six months yeah. in advance for certain yeah. restaurants. Yeah. So like if you're, you know, if you're trying to get a, uh, uh, an 8 a.m. breakfast on, you know, the week, the week between Christmas and New Year, I'd be our guest, right? You, you have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, very far in advance. Um, so for a lot of people, number one, the idea that you, you have to do it six months in advance is completely alien to them. And then the second question is, is okay, well, I'm, I'm going sooner than six months from now, what do I do? Like, what's my backup plan? So we give them that advice. But the, um, the, number, of, the number of things that people say they didn't know was really surprising to me. Like, hmm. I mean, it, I, I get that people don't understand FastPass, right? That's, cause that's, it, it's hard to understand, right? right. But like there, um, a number of people mentioned that they thought when they booked a Disney hotel that it would come with a free continental breakfast because oh, wow. lo- lots of other hotels do that. Yeah, a lot of people thought that you could walk between theme parks, uh, which I mean you can for two of them, right? Yeah. Okay, so I get it, <laughs> but but like you're you're not going to walk from Magic Kingdom to Epcot, right? Um, another one was that you have to buy separate tickets for Universal and Disney, and <laughs> and and I know that we 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 all get a chuckle out of that. I'm telling you, once a week. We get a we get a a, a letter or uh, a survey that says I didn't know that that was the case. Oh yeah, I imagine. I mean, we hear it when we go to the park sometimes, like, "Where's that Harry Potter land?" Yeah, you know, like people think it's all one big thing. Orlando, Florida is just one big. Yeah, you buy <laughs> theme one park. ticket. You buy one ticket, you get into Orlando, right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. exactly. The way it should be. <laughs> so, so what we did was we took these, um, we took all these questions, and we figured out which chapter they go in, right? And then we put them, we put those questions at the very top of the chapter because they were oh, the nice. most important and popular questions about that, about in that chapter. And what we told people was this, um, you know, if it's one of your questions, then just, you know, just go to where it says to look in the, in the chapter and you get the answer to it. But also if you don't know what the question means, right? Like if we're talking about fast pass and the word fast pass doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything to you read that part of the book because it's probably important, right? Yeah. It's a question that lots of other people had. And if you're not familiar with the term, then you should go read it too. So basically what we did is like uh, TLDRs, like right, too long right. didn't read. Yeah, we did that yep. at the beginning of every chapter. Yeah. Smart. That, I'm sure that's going to be very helpful for people. I, I really liked it. I thought it, was, I thought it went uh, really well. So, they, so they, not only did we put more stuff in the book this year, but it's uh, almost 40 pages smaller. So I think oh, wow. the, ed- the editing worked well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. Go. Okay. What was the most challenging part of writing this book? The most challenging part of the book is always um, doing hotel research. Mm. And because what I have to do is I'll stay in um, anywhere from like 10 to 30 hotels over like a two-month period in Orlando. 
Oh, it's rough. And in, in <laughs> generally, in generally, the hotels are um, cheaper hotels. So, okay. uh, like my goal, and I think I've said this many times, my goal is to find a really nice fifty dollar a night hotel. Mm. Um, this year, I looked for family suites because you know, it's like sometimes you're traveling with your family, and you know, you don't want to be in a three hundred and fifty square foot hotel room. Like if you right. could get if you could get a suite for the same money, oh, um, yeah, that's just, and and suites are like the one area where I don't think Disney is super price competitive yet. Yeah. So, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, um, I'll I'll give you a good example. There are a ton of um, timeshares where you can rent them online and not have to go through a timeshare presentation and get anywhere from like a 750 square foot to a 1400 square foot villa, you know, with one to three bedrooms for under $200 a night. Mm. You know, granted, you have to, you know, get extra magic hours and you have to drive onto property. But, you know, right. if you're there for a week, dude, that, that, those extra bedrooms are really nice to have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I reviewed, um, so I reviewed those um, this time. And, and a lot of it is like, you know, driving up and down 192 mm. and, and, and trying to figure out like where the hotel is and would you, would you stay there? And some of them are, I mean, frankly, some of them are kind of sketchy. Yeah. Some of them are not places that, you know, you, you, you pull into the parking lot and you're like, is that is that an outline of a chalk body that I see? Oh boy! <laughs> right there. What what? Like you know, the police tape is still sort of flapping in the wind on the trees. <laughs> and some places are really really nice. Um, there's a place off of 192 the, the other way towards the the Lord Target, and I'm blanking on its name now. But I looked at this and I was like, this is like a country club. Wow, really? Yeah, it was really good. I, I joked about it being tough, but it's got to be tough because you are you're in a different place every night. You're away from your family, like. It's not. It, it wears on you after a while. I would imagine. It does. It's. it's I'm not complaining. It's not bad at all. It, it's like it, what, I, what I tell Laurel is like it's fun for a couple of nights in a row, and then it gets to be a drag. Like right. you know, one night away from your family, you're like woo. Your second <laughs> night, you're like this is great, and then after like the the second night, you're like okay, I'm I'm ready to go back to yeah. Um, what are you most excited for in 2020, and what makes you the most nervous? Uh, by far the most excited thing that I in 2020 is the most exciting thing is Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Have you guys yeah. seen the Mickey Mouse cartoons? Yes, we love them. Yes, okay, yeah, we're big fans of them. I, I know some people complain about the style, but I mean they're pretty funny. They're they're great. The Potato Land cartoon. Oh, I, I love is, that one. Is yeah, genius. that's my favorite. I, I love it, but I just don't get to see it all the time. It's like where they make a land out of potatoes and then. You turn, and then after that, you just see a real potato land. It's funny. It's, it's beautiful. And then um, uh, uh, the mine, the Nature's Wonderland one, where it's the Walt on the map that's talking. Oh to him yeah, is genius. Yeah. It's funny. There's um, some of them have these great references too to like classic Disney and going way back. I love it. Oh yeah. And then there, there's a new one. Where like um there are in a Mickey and Minnie are in a boat and then it's like Minnie wrote writes a song but the then song, the boat yeah. starts drifting off and then Mickey has to save them and then at the end Minnie's like let me sing it again except this time you won't have to save if she just drops a huge <laughs> anchor <laughs> that's fantastic yes that's uh, I think that's the most recent one that's really good. And then, so I think um, a Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, I think is going to be a, a, yeah. a, a smash hit. Um, I'm looking forward to Remy uh, in Epcot. I think that'll be uh, that'll be good. Um, those are my two things for 2020. And then, what's the thing I'm most nervous about? Was that the second part of the question? Uh, yeah. Nervous. Uh, I'll say I'll say this. There's a lot riding on 
the success of Rise of the Resistance. Mm. So I think um, the reception to uh, Galaxy's Edge so far has been muted. Parts of it are good. Parts of it could be better. Um, if Rise of the Resistance is very good, and everything I'm hearing is that it's very good, um, then you know that'll that might be enough to make the land you know super popular. Um, if it's not very good, uh, then I think this is going to ask themselves a lot of questions. Yeah, oh, yeah. I wanted to get into that, and now's a good time as any. What What do you make of the kind of low crowds that we're seeing in Disneyland and both Disney World? Did Disney scare off people? Are people waiting for that second ri- Rise of the Resistance ride to open? What do you think? You know, we spent a lot of time over the last month trying to figure this out because I think originally we thought that it was just going to be you know insane. massive success with insane yeah. crowds, and what we're seeing is 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 not. It's not. Um, it's not even. It's not getting the the same sort of reaction, for example, that Pandora got right um, with the Avatar with for Flight of Passage and uh, even Navi River Journey. Uh, and I think there are a couple of reasons for it. Um, number one, I don't think the Millennium Falcon ride is that good. Hmm. Uh, it's um, in at least the Walt Disney World, according to our reader surveys, it's not in the top five of any age group. Wow! Um, in Walt Disney World, um, Slinky Dog rates higher than it, and then which has got to like gall the Imagineers. Yeah. Um, because well, if Slinky everyone Dog, was a pilot, maybe it'd be different, right? <laughs> right. It, yeah. It could it could have been a better ride, and I th- yeah. I think my views on that are clear. Um, the second thing, though, the second problem I think is um, the the two best experiences, which are building a droid and lightsabers, are. One hundred dollars and two hundred dollars extra per person. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money for a family, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's hard to get into Ogus Cantina. The drinks are super expensive, and then after it, that's that's really it, right? There's there's nothing else to do in the land. I mean, we've got some character readings and stuff, but that's it for the land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's part of the the problem right now. I hear really good things about like the um, the Play Disney app and the interaction, not the interaction, but the games you could play. But that's not enough to draw people there. That's kind of a you know spend time while you're already there. Yeah, and it's and I I I, I did it in in Disneyland for a bit, but it, that's not what I'm in. A, I'm not in a theme park to look at my phone and right. do things like that. Right? It's nice if I'm in line. It's a, it's a way to kill some time, but I'm not I'm not there to to play with my phone. Yeah, it's a good thing people. for locals who get to go a lot. Yeah. You don't need something new, but if you're going, you know, once every five years, you're not going to, you're right. You're not going to spend time on your phone doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What have you heard about Rise of the Resistance? I mean, there's some rumors that they're having a lot of trouble with these vehicles. It, I, I've, I've heard the rumors. Uh, everyone that I've talked to said it'll open on time. Okay. So uh, we'll see. They have a lot riding on opening it on time, at least in, in world. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but everything I've heard is that it's it's not as bad as what we've heard on, on the internet. We'll see. Okay, good. I mean, the, the footage they released, I don't know if it's footage or mock-ups, but that they released a few weeks ago, I think from D23, was really, uh, I was pretty amazed by it. If, it. if it's everything they say it's going to be, this is going to be an amazing ride. Every, everything I've heard is that it looks good, yeah. Mm. What is your favorite time to visit Walt Disney World? What is your top? Just, just do the first one. Okay. First one. Yeah. I'll do the other two later. <laughs> After my favorite, my favorite, one. T- my favorite time to visit Walt Disney World. Yes. When it's not hot, so <laughs> there's like three days in February. I think that are in great. winter. Yeah. So like, last year was uh, last year. I remember I was with Laurel and we were trying. We we're at the studios and we were going through their Christmas holiday 
treats list. Like the Disney Parks blog had listed like, here's 10 treats for the holidays right. at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I went through them and I think half of them were, were like chocolate or or cream based. Mm. But the day we went in, it was either late November or December, it was at least 90 degrees outside. And you oh. can't... you. <laughs> I mean, you can plan all you want for Christmas decorations, but you're not you're not going to eat anything chocolate based. It's not going to hold up in 90 degree weather. Yeah. So, like, the decorations had started to slide off the cookies. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great. I you know January February if it's not January is kind of a, a mixed bag. I've been in I've been there in January where it's you know freezing rain, and I've been there in January where it's 80 degrees. Hmm. But I, I generally like it when it's not very humid. Yeah. You got a um, small window too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, what is your top restaurant picks? We'll do top two restaurant picks. Top two restaurant picks. Ooh, good choice. Good question. Um, in the parks or out of the parks? Um, in the parks. In the parks. Uh, I really like. It just opened up uh, Takumi Te in Japan, which is uh, fancy Japanese dining. But it's delicious. Mm. Service is excellent. Food is great. Really good steaks. Um, yeah, that that food is fantastic. I really like to Um Outside of that, I mean, there's so much good stuff at the at uh, Disney Springs right now. If I'm, it depends on the, what I'm in the mood for. If I want fried chicken, I'm definitely going to Homecoming. Yeah, I've heard um, great things the, about that for the fried chicken there. If I want a steak, I'm probably going to Boathouse. And if I want uh, Asian, I'm probably going to Morimoto. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of those places. Yeah. That, that's the other thing that I didn't know going to Disney is how good the food would be. I expected, and there, there is some of that with the quick serve stuff, some, but it's gotten better over the years, that, that normal standard, you know, chicken fingers, you know, really yeah. thin, gross hamburger. But the food at Disney is really good. They do a great job with that. Yeah, and it's gotten, it's gotten better over the last couple of years. Okay. What are your top... We'll say top three snacks. Three. <laughs> Ooh. Top three snacks. Okay. Um, number one, they do these white chocolate raspberry cookies mm, in the bake in the bakery in uh, on Main Street, which are just incredible. Like mm. it it's very difficult to eat one entire cookie by yourself. It's that sweet. Um, but those are fabulous. I think um, do hot dogs count as a snack? I think so. I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, the hot dogs in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom are the best hot dogs to Walt Disney World. Okay, but then, like burgers and stuff do not count as snacks. No, no, no. <laughs> My hot dog's a snack, right? You can you can walk yeah. and eat it, right? Yeah. You can eat a hot dog anytime. It doesn't have to be a meal. And then, you know, I, I don't want to say Dole Whip because that's kind of cliche. What do I'll count I... That. No, 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 I'm not going to answer Dole Whip. Uh, it doesn't have to be ice cream, though. When I say, when I say a cupcake? No, I don't want cupcakes. <laughs> um, oh, cupcakes to are too dry for Disney. Man, what would, my, what would my third snack be? This is a tough one. It would, it would, probably, be, it would probably be ice cream of some kind. Yeah. Does, I'll uh, just mark that down as Dole Whip. Those ice cream cookie sandwiches at um yes. on Main Street oh, are really good. No, the, like the, the, where you get the huge cookie with the ice cream in the middle. Oh yes, I good. love those. Yeah, those are good. I'm surprised you didn't say Mickey bars or Mickey 
ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> I've, I've, I, there was one after hours party where I think I ate like 12 of them. Oh, no. And I've, I've never, I haven't had one since then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That explains why. Too much of a good thing. You can, you can never have too much of a good thing. <laughs> Apparently you can. Except Mickey bars. <laughs> so going back to the book, it must be tough to write a book a year in advance. Like you kind of have to, to guess at some things or when I would imagine when you wrote the book, you didn't know exactly when the Remy ride was going to open. I, I literally updated it after it came out. So I updated it last week. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we try and update it every time it goes to print, which is usually anywhere from two to four times. Okay. Um, and then we do online updates. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess nowadays for- with the you know Kindle and the, the eBooks, it's easier to get that information out there. Yeah. So much better now. And then, you know, having the website really helps. Yeah. They said a lot about Epcot at D23, but yep. not a not a ton of details, but just, just enough to kind of whet your yeah, appetite. Right? It, yeah. it, and <laughs> it's funny for me, the most, the, the thing... I really liked a lot was that Walt statue, although it's kind of funny because Epcot's nowhere near what he envisioned, envisioned right. it to be. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on this Epcot revamp of a yeah. future world? Well, like you said, a lot of the details have, uh, have been left out. Like all we know is we're getting a Mary Poppins attraction, right? But attraction yeah. can, can be anything. Um, some of it doesn't look bad. The, uh, the, new sort of three-story um, bar slash festival center yeah. towards, um, towards the lagoon. That looks that looks okay. That Depending on how the execution works on it, that, that looks like it could be something. Um, I don't hate the Moana um, walk-through water feature. It looks like, you know, if it's on the way to the seas, I can sort of see the tie in there. Yeah, absolutely. Moana and Epcot, I kind of kind of squint my eyes to... <laughs> to get through that but um it, epcot needed to change yeah uh this is a change i think some of it will you know some of it will work and some of it won't um but it'll be good to get to get new stuff uh in there i'm interested to see what they do with the play pavilion like is this just interventions 3.0 mm. or is it is it something else i'm not sure on that and the big thing for them is going to be not you know getting it up and running which shouldn't be that challenging it's are they going to keep it updated, you know, so that every time we go, you know, every year, every two years, there'll be something new to see. Yeah. Or, you know, 15 years from now when, you know, or 20 years from now when uh, Stitch and Sparrow bring their own kids, are they going to see, you know, Wreck-It Ralph, you know, VR stuff from the 19 or from the, you know, the 2000 teens. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of put them in the position now. They, they have, they didn't update a lot. So now they have to do a complete revamp if they would just kind of keep on it, like you said, every every year or two and just update things gradually. Yeah. It's a better spot. And it, you know, it makes people want to go. Like, well, we've seen this. I mean, they've recently there's been a new ride, new attraction every year to kind of entice people to to come and, and, and visit more often. Yeah. Epcot hasn't had that, right, for a long time. I mean, yeah. they're, they're getting it with uh, with Guardians and with Remy. I'm I'm really surprised they didn't announce the Brazil Pavilion. Yeah. Um but, you know, they'll save that for another year. It's fine. You think it's still going to happen? Uh, yes. I think something <laughs> will happen there, yes. Okay. I won't push any further. Awesome. Thank you. What are they not telling us about the Epcot stuff? Do you think there's anything they're kind of holding back that they didn't want to reveal? Or Again, I think the uh, the fact that they didn't actually tell us what we're getting for Mary Poppins attraction yeah. is they're leaving it a, a little bit up in the air. And I think some of that is going to be 
trying to see how, you know, their attendance and, and things like that um, shake out over the next year. So if they need a bigger attraction, they'll put a bigger attraction in. If they don't, they won't. Um, uh, I think it's funny how you said up in the air because, you know, like, yeah. so okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I don't know. At the, that's that's a big question for me. And then you know, there's a rumored um, revamp of the Imagination Pavilion, yeah. which I think will definitely happen because it needs it. Um, but that's you know that's like five years off. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. They they kind of stayed cleared of of Imagination Pavilion, but yeah, I think uh, I, I think within the company there were a lot of people who probably said we should update another attraction once before we update that for the fourth time or mm, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Third time, fourth time, whatever. That's my guess. Well, that makes sense. So but you're right. Like animal kingdom, we've seen updates, Hollywood studios, obviously this year. Yeah, um, although Ma- it needs more, but yeah, it definitely needs more. Um, magic kingdom got the new fantasy land and they're getting Tron. What, like what's the next big update for a park? Do you think they're going to add anything more to another park or are they going to do slow? Like, attractions here and there or more lands i wouldn't be surprised if we saw more like another land at, at hollywood studios mm. i think that even with uh, galaxy's edge it still has the f- i think either the, the least amount of capacity or the fewest rides i have to check between that and uh, animal kingdom but if it's um you know one of two things is going to happen uh, galaxy's edge is going to be a hit and they're going to need the capacity for the crowds or it's not going to be the thing that they thought it was going to be, and then the studios is still going to struggle. Right. Um, the other thing I think the studios needs is they need more restaurants. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think they could definitely add uh, add some there. They have a lot of land, um, like where the launch bay is and where the old um, animation studios are that they could always do something with, right? Well, the, yeah. So the the thing that I found interesting about both Epcot and the Magic Kingdom expansions, like for Tron. And for Guardians of the Galaxy is once you go beyond like the the old perimeters of the park, like Tron is actually outside the berm mm, in the right. Magic Kingdom. Once you go outside the berm, right, you have a lot more land. I mean, you basically have twenty eight thousand acres to explore, right? So the studios has always been sort of constrained by um, there's a World Drive and South Studio Drive and sort of the roads around it. But you know, once you go beyond that road, right? Once you once Disney decides that we can route a road another way or you know we can build a pedestrian bridge or we can do whatever we want to do to to get people to do this around that um that opens up a lot of land and you can do a lot of things with it and especially at the studios where um uh they haven't built hotels all the way around it right and there's an always idea. there's always that rumor for the fifth park but they really need there's to no beef way. up the parks that they have before they do anything else right that's my that's my saying right before they build the fifth they should finish the third and the fourth <laughs> yeah exactly yeah what do you think about the slow upgrade to Tomorrowland? Uh, so I can't I can't say how I saw it, but I recently saw um, video uh, archive film of the original Tomorrowland when it opened in 1971. Oh wow! And it was beautiful. And I uh, I think they should go back to mid-century modern Tomorrowland and just mm-hmm. leave it. I think that's the perfect Tomorrowland. Um. It is interesting. They they are doing this slow upgrade where you know they just changed the sign. They've been changing some yeah. of the signs. Signs outside. look signs look good. Yeah, but I think um, if they went back, 
I mean, they did the retro future thing. It's been what twenty years now, right? I, I think we should we should go back and do mid century modern yeah. for a few years just to see what happens. You think they're going to touch Carousel of Progress before the fiftieth? <sighs> there's there's always a rumor that there's going to be a new fourth scene, right, right? That brings up to modern times. Um, because if you think about the the last scene, it talks about car phones and laser discs. Yeah, <laughs> and and nobody has those things anymore, nope. right? Um, it, it needs some of it. The other way of looking at it is you could just put it in time and, and, and date it and say, this is the 1980s or 1990s and be done with it. And then, so it'll be all four scenes in the past, nothing in the present. Mm. In that case, I would like to see it go back to, uh, pre two thousands. Yeah. Um, which was, I think had the better dialogue. I, I'm for it. Um, I, I think there should be a, a modern fourth scene. It depends on if they get a corporate sponsor for it. But again, the problem they're going to face is like the future is going to come faster than they can update yeah. the, the scene. So what do you do? Yeah. It's always that dilemma with Tomorrowland and the things yeah. in it. Yep. I mean, the VR stuff now that they have in there, it looks, looks like, you know, a, uh, an Atari 2600. <laughs> yeah. Which again, I, I get right. But, but VR is more than that now. Absolutely. Yeah. These are good questions. Thanks. Uh, do you think Disney Plus will have more of an influence on the parks once it's released? Yeah, so I'm super excited about that for the parks for a couple of reasons. One is um, anytime you start a, tre- a streaming channel, you need lots and lots and lots of content. Yeah. And Disney's got so much content already made related to the parks. I mean, think about like all the old Disneyland TV shows that mm-hmm. dealt with the, that dealt with the, the parks. And there's, from what I understand, there are there's a ton of footage in the archives. Um, related to the parks that nobody's ever seen. And if they made that available on Disney Plus, you know, even if it's half an hour a week for, you know, five years, uh, there's a certain subset of people that would, uh, that would love to see that. You say you need a lot of content for the streaming platform, but Apple doesn't seem to think so. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will. Eventually, yeah. Do, do you see more Disney... Um, kind of pushing things i guess we're already kind of seeing that for disney plus rather than you know networks or even movies like pushing it more towards a platform and then promoting it more in the park and having rides associated with those oh yeah i think we're seeing is sort of like the movies disney plus and the parks will sort of reinforce each other so you'll you'll see a movie in theaters you'll you know you'll see it then later on on disney plus maybe with some behind the scenes making of footage or whatever or maybe an animated tv series and then there'll be a ride on it based on the parks and all three of those things will, will integrate each other. Yeah. Uh, I just want to mention, I, I we bought Chris Eliopsis, uh book. I am Walt Disney. And we saw your cameo in that big crowd scene. Oh, did you? That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Chris is uh, Chris is great. It's, it's a really a, cool a great, book. They, they do a great job with this series. They do. They, uh, they do a fantastic job. I've known Chris for, for years and he's just, he's a huge Disney fan Yeah. and just the nicest guy. Gonna, uh, and a very talented artist too. He kind of reminds me of um, Bill Watterson from Calvin and Hobbes. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I yeah. uh, really enjoyed the book. I like the fact that Walt Disney has a mustache, even though he's a kid. Even as a kid, yeah. In, yeah. in the entire, yeah, that, that, that part that part was great. Uh, and there are actually a few a few stories in there that I hadn't heard before, like the one about painting the house with tar. I, I'd never heard that before. Oh wow. Um, so I learned something in the in the book. There yeah, but it's a. Uh, it was good to see uh, Chris doing, and also he's got the he's got the TV series coming up too, Xavier Riddle. Yeah, I saw that on PBS, PBS which yeah. is going to be fantastic. I'm super excited for that. So, uh, so that'll be good. 
um, I thought the art design did actually, the art design did remind me of Calvin and Hobbes, too. And when I first read it, I was like, wait, did the person that made Calvin and Hobbes make this? Because it looks <laughs> yes, so much the style of Calvin and Hobbes. You should tell uh, should tell Chris that yeah uh, yeah Calvin and Hobbes is one of the one of the great American uh, comic strips yeah it, I do it's really, all, really it, like Calvin Hobbes it's it's also quotable we're gonna try and meet so, up with Chris at New York Comic Con get our book yeah. signed I'll tell him his art style looks like Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> um I want to know what are your top t- um two heroes and villains Disney heroes and villains right yeah Disney heroes and villains okay. Uh, we'll start with the um, the villains. So Ursula, um, okay. who I'm not even ent- entirely sure is a villain, <laughs> um, because uh, but she has agency. And she's like the um, she is one of the uh, few like self actualized uh, Disney characters. Like she knows what she wants. And yeah, she knows how to get it. Um, I think Ursula is misunderstood. Um, like Thanos. <laughs> Another villain. Let me think of the villain. Is, does Maleficent count as a villain? Yeah. Because if you saw the movie, she's again she's misunderstood. I guess that's true. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Angelina Jolie version of Maleficent as my second villain. There you go. Because um, I really liked. I, I thought the movie was good for what it was. Um, heroes. Heroes. Oh, by the way, we're counting Star Wars and Marvel too. Oh, Star Wars and Marvel. Um, it's not just Star Wars and Marvel, but we're counting those too. You know, I like uh, Tony Stark as Iron Man because he's a flawed yes, yes, hero, yes. right? He's got yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> right, the, like the the story is is half the story is him getting himself into problems that then he has to fix. Yeah, but like his heart's in the right place most of the time, sort yeah. of thing. And so he's like the opposite of like Captain America, right? Because Captain America always does good. It's like the he, he's he's essentially the Donald Duck to to Captain <laughs> to Captain America's Mickey Mouse. Like there was a while, like from the mid '30s to like the till till the recent cartoons, where Mickey Mouse couldn't do anything bad. Yeah, like he couldn't lose his temper. He couldn't do anything uh, mischievous or anything like that. And it really made him boring. And 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 Donald Duck was the character who could who could do those things, and that's why Donald Duck became popular. Um, so I would say Tony Stark. That was a good question. Hero. Wow. Um, I, I, I think we've talked about it before. I really like the, the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah. Tony Stark is the dead Donald Duck. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Tony Stark and Mickey Mouse for my heroes. Okay. Yeah. Opposites. Like it. Thank you. Uh, they also, you know, mentioned the Avengers Campus in Disneyland. Oh what, yeah, in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Again, it's 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 just the start. I mean, what did they what did they announce? A couple of uh, minor attractions in a restaurant. Yeah. It's it will be more than that, right? Will would they get the uh, the Spider Man ride um, up and running when they get the Iron Man coaster um, up and running? I mean, that, that's eventually going to be an entire land. And again, it'll be just like we talked about with the. Um, with uh, Disney Plus, it'll be the movies reinforcing the theme parks, reinforcing Disney Plus, right? Circular. All sort of together. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Disney World will ever get Marvel fully, or think no. Universal is going to hold on to those for as long as they can? There's no way. Yeah. 
All right, Len, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time you spent with us. Great. Hey, you're welcome, Tony. Great insight. Why don't you uh, go ahead and, and plug your stuff because it's, uh, it's all great and we want our, our listeners to know about it. I appreciate it. Uh, so I'm Len Testa. My website is touringplans.com. Uh, the book is The Unofficial Guide to Walt uh, Disney World. You can find me on Twitter at Touring Plans. I think we're on Instagram as well at Touring Plans. Uh, and if you uh, need to email me, it's len at touringplans.com. Also, the, uh, the the Disney Dish podcast with uh, with Jim Hill, which is uh, DisneyDish.BandCamp.com. Uh, Did you guys see the uh, the Mickey Mouse cartoon where uh, where Goofy where they have to they have to enter a dog in the into a dog show? Yes, to yeah. to win like money for the orphanage, and Goofy gets in and he's like, "Sit up!" and he sits up and then beg and he's like, "Baby, don't leave me!" <laughs> That's, <nothing. laughs> That's what I wanted to do, <laughs> oh, Jim. This other show meant nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does really surprise me what a bad rap some of the cartoons are getting. I, I get the oh. style is not normal, but there's room to have both styles. And those cartoons yeah. are just so well I, done. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I think they're all really good. So I'm looking there's, forward to looking forward to uh, Rally. Yeah. In that same dog show one, um, oh, Mickey said shit to Goofy, and he ran, got a chair, and then sat on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that was. Uh, I think that was one of the first uh, cartoons that I saw, and I was like, "Those are those are pretty good." But then when Potato Land came out, I was like, "Oh, this is this is Fantastic. completely different." Yeah, yeah. What What have you heard about the? I know we stopped, but what have you heard about the two point five D that they're using in that in that ride? So I heard it's projection technology, uh, okay. like they're doing on the castle. Uh, the interesting thing that um, will be whether. You get the same ride experience um, every time going through the ride. Mm. Like I've I've heard there there might be a thing where you um, you can have multiple paths through the ride, and oh, we'll wow. see what happens. There's some there's some ter- technology that they patented around that that may be used in this. We'll see. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, and then you know make people ride it again and again, just like exactly. Star Tours. Exactly. Yeah, and, and plus it's supposed to have like tremendous capacity, like like bet- between two and three thousand people an hour, wow. which the studios really needs. So yeah. that'll be good. Fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Len. We, we really appreciate it. This is yeah. great to have you on. We hope to have you on in the future. Bye. Bye. Well, that, that was interesting. interesting. It was a lot of good insight from, yeah. from Len on that. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Len. We really appreciate it. Be sure to check out touringplans.com. Uh, there's a, a small yearly fee if you use it for to plan your trips, but there's a lot of great free information on there as well. I just want to remind you guys where to find us. Our website is DisneyDiscussions.com. All of our episodes are on it. Uh, you can listen on the website. You can also search for Disney Discussions in any podcast player, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of them. Yeah. Be, be sure to check us out online at our social media. We're on Twitter at Disney underscore Discuss. Instagram, Disney underscore discuss, and just search for Disney Discussions on Facebook. Facebook. We're also on YouTube. We have a couple of videos on there that are fun. Uh, And if you love our podcast, be sure to tell other people about it. Rate and review us. Uh, Go to podchaser.com. Search for Disney Discussions. Give us a rating and review on there as well. If you want to support us, you love our show, and you, you want to support us, we have merchandise. Go to shop.disneydis- I was just about to say, go buy our t-shirts or we'll track you down. <laughs> go to shop.disneydiscussions.com. We've got t-shirts on there. We have a Patreon, uh, brand new. So if you if you want to go there and support us, give us a dollar or $2 a month. It does cost money to, to run this podcast. 
you don't have to, but if you like our content, we would really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check out past episodes. Uh, we were on the Disney DNA podcast a little yes. while ago. Check out that episode of our favorites in Walt Disney World. I just wanted to say, please donate on the Patreon. I need money. I'm broke. <laughs> he is not broke. Yeah, I am. Anyway, <laughs> buy our merchandise or we will find you. And we'll do nothing. We'll just give you a big hug for listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Also, be sure to check out our travel sponsor, Destinations with Character Travel. Go to destinationswithcharacter.com. And there's that special. If you book a five-night package with four-day park hoppers, you get a free $25 gift card. Just mention yeah. Disney Discussions. Thanks for listening. See you real soon. Hello. Ha. Aloha. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.